0: Good evening. The United States says it'll be out of Afghanistan on time. Thousands are leaving. Where will they go? We speak with veterans, peace activists and former law enforcement officials on whether it could happen again. A terrorist attack leading to the invasion of a country far, far away. With these and other stories, I'm Paul Durienzo with the WBAI News for Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. Millions of Afghans face the risk of starvation and catastrophe on top of catastrophe, the head of the United Nations World Food Program has warned, saying the agency needs $200 million by the end of the year to continue its operation in Afghanistan following the Taliban's takeover. The executive director of the organization, David Beasley, told Al Jazeera today that 14 million people in Afghanistan, one third of the population, are facing food insecurity. That includes two million children who are already malnourished. On top of years of conflict, Afghanistan's food security has also been threatened by drought and the coronavirus pandemic. Beasley said the Taliban have calibrated, cooperated and given us access we need, adding, I hope it continues. And just moments ago, President Joe Biden said he's sticking to his August 31st deadline for completing a frantic airlift of Americans at risk, Afghans and others seeking to escape Taliban controlled Afghanistan. The decision defies allied leaders who want to give the evacuation more time and opens Biden to criticism that he caved at Taliban deadline demands.
1: We will continue to close our close cooperation to get people out as efficiently and safely as possible. We are currently on a pace to finish by August the 31st. The sooner we can finish, the better. Each day of operations brings added risk to our troops. The longer we stay, starting with the acute and growing risk of an attack by a terrorist group known as ISIS-K, an ISIS affiliate in Afghanistan, which is a sworn enemy of the Taliban as well. Every day we're on the ground is another day we know that ISIS-K is seeking to target the airport and attack both U.S. and allied forces and innocent civilians. Thus far, the Taliban have been taking uh, steps to work with us so we can get our people out. But it's a tenuous situation. we are already had some uh, gunfighting break out. We run a serious risk of it breaking down as time goes on.
0: Pentagon officials express confidence the airlift can get all Americans out by next Tuesday, although unknown unknown thousands of other foreign nationals remain in Afghanistan and are struggling to get out. The United States has been in contact with the Taliban to try and smooth the withdrawal. The group says it uh, won't put up with the United States overstaying its deadline. Meanwhile, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy accused Biden of giving in to uh, to Afghanistan's new leaders by negotiating with them at all. We should not negotiate it. We should explain that this is what is going to happen. And anybody in our way to stop us from bringing an American out will be in danger. The only thing the Republicans are focused on right now is getting every American out keeping every promise we made. We will hold, when we're in the minority and when we're in the majority, we will hold people accountable for the mistakes that were made, the plans that were carried through now. Why weren't they changed? This tarnished the reputation of America for decades to come. And that's House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Biden had met by teleconference with members of the G7 nations, the world's wealthiest. The president says he also spoke with uh, NATO and the European Union. Biden then spoke about the reasons for the U.S. going into Afghanistan in the first place 20 years ago, the attacks on the World Trade Center. He says the world has changed a lot since 2001.
1: We run effective counterterrorism operations around the world where we know terrorism is more of a threat than it is today in Afghanistan without any permanent military presence on the ground. And we can and will do the same thing in Afghanistan with our over the horizon counterterrorism capability. Cooperation with our closest partners on our enduring counterterrorism mission will continue to be an essential piece of our strategy. In short, We all, all of us agreed today that we're going to stand shoulder to shoulder with our closest partners to meet the current challenges we face in Afghanistan, just as we have for the past 20 years. We ended the conversation today by a clear statement on all of our parts. We are going to stay united, locked at the hip in terms of what we have to do. We'll get that done.
0: President Biden earlier today. Biden decided in April that he was ending the U.S. war, which began in October 2001. Former President Donald Trump had earlier agreed to negotiations with the Taliban to end the war in May. But Biden waited until the Taliban had swept to power this month following the collapse of the U.S. government and its army to begin executing an airlift, leading to the tragic scenes at the airport that have transfixed the world. About 21,600 people have been flown out of Afghanistan in the 24 hour period that ended early today according to the white house a significant increase as the airlift accelerates meanwhile a u.s officials uh, said the cia director met with taliban leader mullah abdul ghani baradar an extraordinary moment for the u.s spy agency which for two decades targeted the taliban in paramilitary operations it was not clear what exactly they discussed special agent retired the fbi colleen rowley served in the federal bureau of investigation for 24 years she then became a whistleblower about the fbi's pre-9-11 failures just testifying to the joint intelligence committee inquiry the senate judiciary committee and the inspector general staff of the department of justice in an early 2003 memorandum she warned fbi director robert Mueller about the Bush administration's deceptive plan to launch war on Iraq, which she calls a country that had nothing to do with the 9-11 attacks. Raleigh says the problem that led to the invasion of Afghanistan came from within the United States, and the war had little to nothing to do with the terror attacks.
2: Smaller lies about Iraq. He stands up and just as George Tenet did, most of those directors go with the flow. And if their bosses want something, they stand up and lie to the public. The main thing was there was no accountability whatsoever. The people who claim they hadn't read all of these memos that said bin Laden is going to attack... There was one on April 2001. Now, this is, what, five months before 9-11? April 2001, it says bin Laden is entwined. This is the subject of that memo. Bin Laden entwined with the Chechen terrorist leader, Abu Qatab. They're going to attack. And it has the attention to the seven or so assistant directors, deputy assistant directors, whatever, after nine eleven, this was never even brought forward. So the excuse that headquarters gave for not taking this as an emergency FISA request to search Musawi's belongings, the excuse they made was, oh, he was working for Abu Qatab, the Chechen leader, instead of Bin Laden and this memo says they're entwined and they're going to attack. So this memo was never brought up until the trial a few years later. That's just one example of how all the truth about these officials' failure to read the memos, they actually even claim they didn't read them, let alone share the information and let alone act on it. Tenet was briefed on August 23rd, fundamentalist learns to fly about the case here. On the morning of 9-11, he hears that a plane has flown into the World Trade Center, and he says, I wonder if it's the guy in Minnesota. Now, he was later asked at the 9-11 Commission why he did nothing with all of this intelligence that had, quote-unquote, put his hair on fire. And he basically shrugs and says it wasn't my job. He was the director of all intelligence, just as we have now, a national intelligence director. So there was no accountability, there was no truth. in all of the, the people who wanted to start their glorious war on Iraq and also Afghanistan, basically six or seven countries in the Middle East. that was this long plan that they had had since for years and years, if they got their new Pearl Harbor, then they would launch war on the Mideast. And according to Madeleine Albright and all the rest, they would somehow bring democracy and basically conquer the Mideast.
0: Will the police authorities be overruled by the military and intelligence authorities?
2: After, I don't believe at all that we're safer. All of this waste and killing millions of people and climate damage and making all these people homeless, I think it's actually hurt. The United States plays geostrategic games to gain permanent military bases. That's what we were doing in Afghanistan long before 9 11 when the U.S., under the big new Brzezinski's global chessboard game, he was basically using bin Laden and the Taliban as proxies. We just ignored using the justice system on trying to get accountability for any of these crimes.
0: And that is former FBI agent Colleen Rowley, and she served in the Federal Bureau of Investigation for 24 years. She was named along with two other corporate whistleblowers as Time Magazine's 2002 Persons of the Year. She referred to Zacharias Moussaoui, a French citizen who was a member of Al-Qaeda, pleaded guilty in U.S. federal court to conspiring to kill citizens of the United States as part of the September 11th attack – He's serving life in prison without parole at the federal ADX Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado. And the mainstream media has been full of interviews with Afghan and Iraq war veterans alleging their grief at seeing the sacrifice of 2,000 Americans killed, 10 times that number wounded, and hundreds of thousands if not millions of Afghanis, but retired former U.S. Air Force Command Master Sergeant Dennis Fritz who worked with the war planners at the time of the invasion And advocates for wounded advocates is an advocate for wounded warriors at the Walter Reed Hospital in D.C. Says the war had little to do with terrorism and a lot to do with imperialism.
3: Absolutely concur and agree with President Biden's decision to remove our troops out of Afghanistan. Okay, after the 9-11 attacks, like most of us, I was upset. I wanted revenge. I wanted those that committed this vicious act of terrorism. I wanted them brought to justice. But at the same time, I was wondering, okay, why were we rushing to war? No country, no true military. It was a terrorist group, which I equate with the mafia, except so it's an international mafia. Why were we all of a sudden trying to go to war with a country? Well, the Taliban, of course, yeah, they ran the country at the time, but they didn't attack us. Yes, they were, had bin Laden, and they were protecting bin Laden, but that was out of loyalty because bin Laden had helped them during their war with the um, Soviet Union at the time. I had a concern from that beginning. Why were we rushing to go into war with military troops? Going into Afghanistan was something that Rumsfeld drained up. When you have a problem, you expand the problem. And so you remember they created the so-called war on terror? That gave them justification to go into Afghanistan all out war. All this mess started way back with the Bush administration. The Taliban was going to never go anywhere. They were running between Afghanistan and Pakistan. The Mm -hmm. Taliban lived there. They're going to stay there. We, we were over there for imperialistic philosophy.
0: Well, it is their country.
3: There you go, Paul. And you can quote me on that. It is their country. They're fighting. They're in a medieval society. They, mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not, they control it through war. The Taliban is only fighting for their beliefs. We're in the middle of a civil war. There was a civil war before we got into 9-11.
0: Why do we go there?
3: The bigger picture was it was the gateway to go to Iraq and Syria and then later Iran. I learned that from my time of being in OSD policy. The first thing you probably read, you heard that Paul Wolfowitz wanted to go into Iraq as soon as 9-11 happened. When you hear the imperialists talking about, oh, Lord, we want, if we leave out of there, we won't have the intelligence. We won't the scare tactics. We want to fight them over there and not over here. Well, think about this for a moment there, Paul. 9-11 happened because those folks that committed 9-11 acts were over here, in most cases, on expired visas that's how they got over here. So when we used the scare tactics of, oh, they can plan, they can do this. We had the intelligence to tell us, hey, something's ready to happen. But we didn't execute and take a look at that intelligence because of fact we never thought anything like that could happen over here.
0: you worked there with the wounded, all the people who were killed? At, for wounded. 10
3: years. Yeah. Yes.
0: What do you feel? Do you feel that same sort of hand-wringing sadness? No, oh, no, we no. lost. Oh, my God.
3: No, no. I've talked to a number of wounded warrior and veterans from my work. I still do. Most of the veterans, and the war one that i talked to the majority of the taliban and the warlords they didn't want us over there they saw us as imperialists they didn't want us there There there's no grief there the grief is about our interpreters that helped us yes there is some grief there but we can't help everybody regardless of when we left as president biden said 10 years 20 years the taliban They're fighting for their country. They live there. We're in the middle of a civil war that has nothing to do with the defense of our country. The reason that the al-Qaeda fighters that got over here was because of the fact of our fault.
0: And that is former U.S. Air Force Command Master Sergeant Dennis Fritz. And you're listening to the news on WBAI New York. I'm Paul DiRienzo. The Biden administration says they have plans to completely leave Afghanistan by the end of the month. The U.S. leaders say they have over-the-horizon capabilities, a euphemism for drone warfare to keep up the fight – Nick Motern is with the group Ban Killer Drones. We just released a statement calling on the U.S. government to immediately cease bombing Afghanistan to ensure the most peaceful transition in Afghanistan possible. The statement goes on to say the U.S. bombing campaign over the last several weeks has been enabled by the use of killer drones for direct attacks and for guiding bombing by manned aircraft and what has been termed by the Biden administration – over-the-horizon air assault to shore up the now-evaporated Afghan government. Spoke to Nick Moultern a few days ago.
4: played a very, very big role. Armed drones, surveillance drones played a very, very
0: big role in the conduct
4: of this war and the way it turned out. More than 10,000 Afghan people have been killed by drone attacks, according to the Bureau of Investigative Journalism. Many more have been wounded and probably Tens of thousands of people have been traumatized in villages and towns where drone attacks have been conducted. In Pakistan, more than 4,000 people have been killed by U.S. drones. This has been a strategy, a weapon, that has exacerbated the situation of the U.S., has proved to be a an organizing tool for the Taliban. At this point, the U.S. still looks toward using drones to, quote-unquote, fight terrorism. And in Joe Biden's explanation of what was going on in Afghanistan earlier this week, he was quick at the beginning of his talk to say that the U.S. will continue to use drones and manned aircraft to attack, quote-unquote, terrorists. This over-the-horizon term was coined by the uh, War Department to explain how U.S planes that had to leave drones and manned aircraft, had to leave Afghanistan, would be repositioned in Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, maybe Kuwait, and would be flying back over the horizon into Afghanistan to attack. They said, well, we're only going to attack terrorists. But then it developed that they were very determined to also support what was left of the public government of Afghanistan, now over the horizon applies to U.S. determination to attack people they identify as terrorists in any country, at any time, anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it is totally against international law. We're supposed to have a representative government here, and the Congress has just closed their eyes to this. They feel that the general public is very in favor of this because It means Americans don't have to have boots on the ground, come back here in body bags. As we're seeing writ large going on in Afghanistan right now, we have to say that this in no way led to to peace. It's led to further torment, further suffering. It's because of the illegality of it. Is it a deterrent? What does it deter? It satisfies some kind of public opinion in the U.S that is so ignorant of the whole cause of this war. Everybody else in the world knows exactly why the United States invaded Afghanistan. This notion that we can go and kill people wherever we want is really for domestic consumption. And actually, it's making things much worse in places like Somalia. Yemen, that's a war that might not have happened if it hadn't been for the drone attacks and guided missile attacks against Yemen for for years. Biden can't come out and say, look, American people, we invaded Afghanistan because we wanted to get a handle for ourselves on their minerals, their oil. The Soviets wanted that. They got kicked out. We helped to kick them out and we wanted to get in there and take advantage of this area of the world. We call it the new great game. And so now that we have been kicked out, the drones provide a convenient way for him to say, yes, we're going to still use
0: over the horizon to attack terrorists. What does a country do when they suffer this problem?
4: It has to be that we, the general public, rise up in a very significant way to deal with our members of Congress. What we need to do uh, with respect to drones, we take these weapons out of the hands of Of uh, militaries, Uh, we need a ban, an international treaty to ban the use of weaponized drones and drone surveillance so that people with these intentions in whatever government they have don't have access to them anymore in the same way we don't want these people to have access to nuclear weapons.
0: And that is Nick Moturn. He's with the group Ban Killer Drones, which just released a statement calling on the U.S. government to immediately cease bombing Afghanistan. According to the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, as many as 10,000 Afghans may have been killed by U.S. drones since 2004, more people by far than killed by U.S. drones in any other country. The Great Game, which Moturn referred, was the 19th century battle for influence in Afghanistan between Britain and the Russian Empire, made famous by Rudyard Kipling in his book, him and graham mcqueen is author of the book the 2001 anthrax deception the case for a domestic conspiracy mcqueen just wrote an in-depth piece updating his findings for the forthcoming issue of covert action magazine mcqueen's book covers the weeks after 9-11 where when anthrax laced letters began to showing up in the mailboxes of political leaders members of the media and eventually unsuspecting victims mcqueen says the anthrax attack Were used as a cause, causes belli of the invasion, but he adds that it might have been an inside job.
5: A week after the 9 11 attacks, letters began to be sent out, first of all, the news media, uh, with anthrax spores in them and with various warnings written. Then around October 3rd, 2001, the first case was diagnosed, and this was very serious because a man by the name of Rob Stevens, who worked for the media in Florida, got inhalation anthrax, and indeed he was dead two days later. That was the first wave of attacks. Then the second wave took place, and this time a much more sophisticated and, frankly, a highly weaponized form of anthrax spores was used Uh, they kind of floated out of the envelope like smoke and contaminated large areas two letters in this case were sent to democratic senators and at this point ashcroft was pushing very hard to get the patriot act through and democrats were giving them a little bit of resistance and there were two that especially resisted daschle and leahy And strange to say, just as they missed a deadline that Cheney had set, they both received anthrax letters. Now, um, initially the theory that was floating around was that this was al-Qaeda doing this. The polls showed that that was the leading hypothesis for a while. And then we were told that Iraq was involved because al-Qaeda was much too clumsy to produce this sophisticated anthrax spores so they must have had a state supplier the media were quick to point out who that must have been the theory evolved by october 2001 that al-qaeda had sent the foot soldiers to deliver the letters but the supplier was iraq what this did was support the invasion of afghanistan and support the invasion of iraq and support the passing of the patriot act unfortunately for the perpetrators. The story collapsed by the end of 2001 when it was discovered that the spores did not come from Iraq or from Al-Qaeda. They came from within highly secure U.S. laboratories serving the CIA and the military.
0: Who do you think did it?
5: There are high-level members of the U.S. executive who are involved in this. The reason I say that is because they came out publicly um, just before the attacks became clear, warning that, you know, if the Democrats didn't hurry up and pass the Patriot Act and didn't act scared enough and all this, then there were going to be further attacks and they would probably be chemical or biological. They made these warnings in public just as the letters were, in fact, beginning to circulate, but before anyone had died. And that shows advanced knowledge. So they either knew or they were given a briefing paper by people who knew. And these are people of the level of Donald Rumsfeld, Dick Cheney, these are very high level. But in addition to that, there are obviously people in the two labs that are most suspect, Dugway Proving Ground, which mainly serves the army, and the Tell Memorial Institute, which serves the CIA. Wake up America. This was an attack on Congress with a weapon of mass destruction, something we never think about, and it came from within the U.S. biodefense program. The word conspiracy is an amazing propaganda word. I used it on purpose in the title of my book. I said, The Case for a Domestic Conspiracy. People said, don't use that word. People will think you're a conspiracy theorist. I said, this is a word we mustn't give up. A conspiracy merely means a secret plan by two or more people to commit an illegal or immoral act. And I'm going to prove in this book that it was a conspiracy. There are lots of conspiracies around, and the U.S. people should wake up to the fact that various agencies of the government are involved in these conspiracies. You know,
0: Gray McQueen is author of the 2001 Anthrax Deception the case for a domestic conspiracy. McQueen just wrote an in-depth piece updating his findings for the forthcoming issue of Covert Action magazine. And that's some of the news for Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. The news is produced by Linda Perry, our engineer is Reggie Johnson. From New York City, I'm Paul DiRienzo. Thanks for listening.